What's on your mind today, Jason? Dude, this is the worst intro ever. Like, I know you're doing an intro. That's how bad it was. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. That sucked. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Why? Huh? I just like starting spontaneously. Okay, but that's not starting spontaneously. You literally said, so what's on your mind, Jason? That's literally like a, a, like a dull intro, like a normal dull intro. You know? <laughs> what do you, all right, what's a, what's a good intro then? Well, this is better than that. Jeez, you're really in that mic, huh? Yeah, gotta make <laughs> myself sound clear, crispy. All right. Hey, shush. Let me think. What is a good uh? What is a good intro? Sorry, I'm this, still getting ready. Just this. Okay. I guess. All right. So, what is it? Um, you said you had a topic in okay, mind. Okay. Okay. First, welcome to episode five of the Generation of the Divide. I am Jason Pasigan. And I am Steve Flores. Hold on. Steve Flores. Wait. <laughs> Steve Flores. And I'm just seeing from your morning announcements. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, right, okay. Topic. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what this lead is. But like something I've realized this past couple, like this, my favorite quote, this um, past couple months and years of schooling, communication, that's, that's my, my thing. And if people have problems with one another, one another, I noticed that people will tell every other person besides the person they have the problem with. Yeah. And they will. And when a problem could be simply fixed by telling another person something like if it's just a one, two thing, like they will tell everyone else except the person. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like uh, it's called conflict avoidance. Why? Right. Well, because it's uncomfortable. Okay, but uh, just creates more problems for you. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not saying you should avoid your conflicts or you shouldn't. You should. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's like, um, there's an idea that if you deal with your problems now, they won't turn into bigger problems in the future. And I agree with that. Yeah, concept. and that's usually what happens, right? So if like, let's say we have an issue, right? We're working on a group project or whatever, and I just and slap you. Okay. <laughs> I was going to go in a different direction. <laughs> but yeah, let's say you smack me. And instead of smacking you back right then and there or like, you know, having it out with you right there, I just walk away and I don't say anything to you. And I go like complain to my buddy Sarah and she goes, oh, you know, Jason's just kind of a dick and you shouldn't like that. Take your heart or whatever. And, you, and, you know, I just go like, well, Jason's always so mean. or whatever. And then the next day, uh and we, we're still working on this group project uh, because i let you get away with smacking me what yeah. are you gonna do again smack you harder. smack me even harder yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and then i'm not gonna do anything and i'm gonna walk away and we'll go talk to you know kevin and go hey, kevin and then i, I find out i find me. out you're telling all these people and it just makes me want to slap you harder yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So and that's like, that's how things snowball out of control and right? i hate it i hate this because it's like so many of my 
So, so another thing that I'm just talking about how much I'm learning this year, I guess, like all these podcasts, but I'm learning not to take control of every situation. And I need to make people let to make decisions for themselves, not fix everything. Yeah. You, my, even my own thing. Well, you should fix yourself. You shouldn't. You know, yes. Like, well, you well, fix myself. Can't fix obviously. anyone else. Well, yeah. Fix myself. Obviously be like, let's just have a alter. Like someone has a problem with me. I find out they have a problem with me or something. And like, there's like, you know, they don't want to like confront me. I can't be the one who to like confront. I'd confront them to confront me right they have to do it themselves that's what i'm talking about yeah so, so personal responsibility is exactly what exactly about. exactly because it's like it's my urge since like i'm comfortable with like confronting people like about problems i have with them or like stuff i'm like comfortable with it um i it just makes me want to be like okay just just talk to me like i'm not gonna bite you or like hurt, like hurt you or something like let's just mm-hmm. talk about it but um yeah yeah but that's not with. that's not the i don't think that's necessarily the fear i think like the fear is more of uh like social rejection like social rejection at large you know like i every time i talk to my students and they like and uh you know they're not doing well and they always go like well i just didn't i just don't understand what's going on and i'm like well why don't why don't you ask a question it was all because i don't want to seem dumb I'm like, well, you're not going to get smarter if you don't ask any questions, you know? And so, like, now you're just, like, in a spiral of you don't want to seem dumb, so you don't want to try. So you don't want to try, so you don't try, and then you fail. You start to fail, and then you start to feel that, oh, you yourself are a failure or you're somehow incapable of learning, the, you know, the subjects or the topics or whatever. And then, you know, it's like the last two weeks of the semester, and you're barely coming up to your teacher going like, I just I just didn't understand what was going on. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like now it's too late. Like I can't do anything to help you. Right. Yeah. You, you let you let like 16 weeks go by and you did nothing. And then that's another example of the problem just getting worse and worse and worse. Right. Because if you don't understand things at the beginning of the semester, well, that's going to make it even harder to learn things that are in the middle and it's going to make it like impossible to learn things that the, that are at the end. True. Right. So then things just snowball and, and it's all because, you know, there's this social fear of like, well, I don't want to seem dumb. Right. Or like, you know, at least if I keep my mouth shut, uh, no one will be able to tell whether I'm intelligent or not. I hate that, though. Like, I hate that. It's like, obviously, I don't care if I sound dumb or not. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, I know. I mean, but I feel like that has its benefits. Yeah, in that you have more opportunities to kind of learn and become better, and uh, exactly, and yeah, so improve. okay, okay, so that's like my whole thing improving. So when I have like a problem with someone, like or like I find like something, and it's like I don't take control of it. I always want to like hear from a third party to see, you know, because obviously I'm gonna be biased. Other person's be biased. I always go to someone that I know is to keep their mouth shut, and like they were gonna, they would tell me if I'm wrong or like mm-hmm. if I need fixing or if the other person's wrong, and I explain to them. And like, if I'm wrong, I'm like, okay, well now I know, right? Like, I talk to them level head. I'm like, if if you if I'm genuinely wrong about this, just tell me. And they they have before, and they do, but it's just like, it's like if you do that, I feel like that's different from then like just avoiding the problem. I think that's just like some some like like processing before you actually confront the problem. And mm-hmm. I think the problem with that is that people replace the whole like processing thing and then leave it at that like yeah, yeah you could probably talk to like an alternate party about it but you should not do it like try to convince them or like oh uh bob is such a piece of crap but you should um like portray like 
okay, so this is what happened. Like, what's your opinion on this? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I try to do with my situations. Unless, yeah, usually. Usually. But, <laughs> well, okay, some things, like, there's, like, some things are, like, inherently wrong. So it's, like, you know. Anyways, um, yeah, I do that. And I feel like people usually try to sway it in their, like, their own perspective first, you know, before they ask for their opinion. And I feel like that's where people stop the processing. I'm like, oh, okay, and then I'm just never going to talk to this person again or not address the problem at hand to fix right. the problem. Yeah. You know, there's – you know what I think adds to that is that there's, like, a, adds to that, a culture – Yeah, I know. There's a culture of, uh, of like, safetyism in public schools. What right? does that mean? Like – like the the whole idea of like well you need a you need to feel safe all the time right i guess yeah and then like that like to me i'm like all right i i don't think we're distinguishing the word safety like because safety could mean a bunch of different things right like here's like yeah. the the basic example of safety is like right now i feel safe with you in you that you shouldn't i know <laughs> <laughs> like physically safe in that you're like the chances of you like randomly just coming out and assaulting me right now are pretty low okay but they're not right? impossible it's, there, like, it's there's not a, there's zero like a 10, there's a 10 yeah. percent chance <laughs> i wouldn't uh 10 percent <laughs> i'm gonna need you to divide that by a thousand buddy all right yeah and like that's the thing is like is like there's physical safety right and then there's also like mental safety yeah. right and that's completely different because um I, I do I do agree that you should feel physically safe at school. I think the point of school is to make you mentally unsafe. But because yeah, we we have this idea of of safetyism, we kind of lump both those things together. Where now, like ideas that are considered harmful to you, we should remove those as well. But those harm those quote unquote harmful ideas, like those are what you need to like learn yeah or, or hear or, or understand in order to become something more than what it is that you are now right yeah and so like and there's like a lot of this idea of like like censorship that i don't really agree with because you know i, I don't think you can get rid of bad ideas by shutting people up there's no such thing as a bad right idea. like well i think I think the Nazis, you know, if you read the what the Nazis did, okay, well, there okay, some bad okay ideas that, that's there. that's different. That's different. <laughs> too far, too far. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Like uh, to the point where we should be mentally unsafe because that's just stepping out of our comfort zone. Right, and that's what you. That's actually what you need to learn something new. Right. So, yeah. like, let's say you're trying to learn something like, like I don't know, basic math, right? Uh-huh. And then you go from adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing in elementary school. And then all of a sudden, somebody you know brings you in in sixth or seventh grade and goes, "Now we're gonna add in letters, right?" The letters suck. <laughs> yeah, and then like, and I see a, like a lot of students just even still have, at the high school level, have like a ton of anxiety when they see a letter mixed in with numbers. For me, it's fractions. When right. I say fraction, I panic. Yeah, I, I think there's there's something seriously wrong with the way we're teaching fractions because I used to be able to, like, uh, write down a decimal. Mm-hmm. And then ask students, like, what would this be in, like, fractional form? And students used to be able to do it, right? Like, this is, like, the first couple of years that I started teaching. Like, you know, so this is, we're talking about, like, 10 to 8 years ago. Yeah. And then, like, as time progressed, like, fewer and fewer students were able to do that to, like, now where I'm, like, 
you know, like maybe I'll get a student in all my classes that can do that. Like, and well, do like, it t- try to test me right now. Try to test me right now. Right. So, uh, let's go 0.66. 0. 0.66, two thirds. Mm-hmm. Two thirds. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, let's go, let's go, let's go a little bit e- a harder. Uh, 0. 0.0625. Point zero. Say again. 625. 0.0625. 625. 1 over 12? I think it's I don't like know. 1 over 8. Really? Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like it's it's hard, you know. Like it's hard to like like to do that. Um you did pretty good, right? Most of my students can't like, you know, even if you give them something easy easy like uh 0.25 that's right, easy. like I maybe half of the kids won't understand that that's one fourth. Yeah. Right, or they can't go the other way around either. Right, if you tell them like, all right, what's a third in decimal form? Zero point three three. Yeah, most you know most students won't be able to do that. Right, like you have you seem to have it pretty much down, and it might, and I think it depends on what's, uh, what middle school or what elementary school you came from. That's fair. like some elementary schools or some middle schools are you know do a little bit better than others. And then I get students from there and they're like a little bit more, more prepared while in other schools, like they're just like a hot mess. Yeah. Right. And, and then on top of that, you have to add in like, well, were these kids in honors classes or were they not in honors classes? And then that makes a huge difference as well. And then you add on top of that, the thing that I think makes the most difference is what is the culture at home? Right. Because like that, that seems to matter a lot and and you know what's crazy is that there is no one culture that kind of is kind of proven i mean there's like all right if you have like really strong like values and i can tell that you talk to your parents a lot about your values yeah right like that's where you're getting your values from or if you're like a pretty religious student and but you take your religion kind of seriously those students tend to do better on average but they're not the only students that do well. There's some students that are, they're like kind of like antagonistic, right? Nihilistic. Yeah. Stoicism. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, uh, well, kind of, you know, um, and, you know, I, you know, for a while, for a little bit, I was kind of like this, right? Um, so I, I kind of understand this because I'm super disagreeable. I don't yep. like, I don't like to agree with anybody. True, I, like, yeah, I, agree. I fight with people all the time. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Like I'm not really afraid I, of I, conflict or anything. Oh, I know. Yeah. And so Trust me. like for me, like if you put me in one of those situations where I'm being given like a lot of like rules and a lot of like, you know, like moral lessons and all Outside of that of stuff, your comfort right? Zone. Like I, I, I'm, I'm instantly like on the, my track to pushing that back. Right. Yeah. But you know, because, uh, my home life was so chaotic, you know, like my dad was like, you know, like a mess and, and he like, you know, did a lot of, um, you know, like, you know, he was kind of like a, like a, he was a, he was a big word philanderer. Right. What's so that? he used to like, you know, go around with a bunch of women behind my mom's back. Oh, like a, like a, um, 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 uh, what's the word? Ladies, man. No, like a, a pimp. Pimp. No. <laughs> the pimp like hires women. I wouldn't say that. Right. So like a, um, like a player. Right. He's yeah. He's like a man slut. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and so like, and that, you know, winds up 
like causing a lot of chaos at home and and it creates like like this big chaos a lot of chaos at home that's all i remember yeah. and so because i'm naturally antagonistic what i started to like kind of be drawn to chaos was the opposite like a lot of orderliness oh really yeah like and so when i started to like late in my high school life like starting to like try really hard at at you know doing my homework and paying attention and doing sports and stuff like a lot of that a lot of the driving force was i don't want to be like my dad i see right so when you have like this chaotic background and you yourself are kind of antagonistic you mm -hmm. know or, or you like like fight authority a lot and the authority is messing up a lot right then you start to like try and crave like orderliness right and you try and you start to try a little bit harder or you try to like do whatever it takes to get out of that situation yeah. whereas if you take me and put me like in a stable household I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, like, you know, I might be antagonistic towards my stable household and I might want to seek the opposite. I might want to seek a lot more chaos. Oh, I have, a, I have a, an excerpt. Oh, not excerpt. What's the thing? An anecdote from my life about this. Okay. 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 So basically, okay. During quarantine. Okay. My life, personal life is kind of chaotic. Uh, my family kind of, you know, crazy. So I was around lots of crazy things in my family and during COVID, lots of crazy things in my mind and just like, you know, the world crazy. So um, this is like when we we're coming back to school. I didn't fully I wasn't fully involved with everything yet. Like we're just all coming back again. So I tried to fix my sleep schedule because my sleep schedule beforehand was um, like 6 a.m. I'd wake up, do school, online school, sleep like at 3 p.m., wake up at like 4 or 5 stay up to like 3 a.m wake up at 6 p.m jesus <laughs> yes it was really bad and um so that was my sleep schedule i'd stay up really late and like get get i basically <laughs> it's so bad i basically trained myself to work on as little sleep as possible yeah that's i funk i bet not I, healthy I, I i got used to it because i did it for like a year as little sleep as possible that's what i did that was my goal and i achieved it I could I could basically <laughs> function on one hour sleep. That's how far I got. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So then that, that yeah to me it feels like bragging about being three hundred well, pounds. Well, I'm not I'm not bragging about <laughs> it. I'm not bragging about it, but it just happened. Okay. And uh, side note, my world record for um no world record, my record for like an all nighter it's three days straight. Oh Jesus. <laughs> He's rubbing his face. Okay, but yeah, three days. I'm straight. getting sleepy hearing this story. <laughs> okay. Um, so after like we're getting things back to normal, I was like, you know, kind of involved school ASB doing some other stuff. Like I wasn't as involved as I was yet, but like I get home like at three or five, like this is before I got home at like five or seven every day. I get home, do homework, you know, do my routine, do a routine. And then I'd sleep early, do my routine, sleep early, do my routine, sleep early, did around the same things over a bit. And I... I kept waking up horribly, like every single day, even though I was like sleeping early, mm -hmm. which theoretically, you know, it should, you know. No, it actually makes sense uh, because your body acclimates to whatever you're putting it, whatever stresses you're putting it under. Uh -huh. So if you get used to like waking up at three o'clock in the morning or going to bed at three o'clock in the morning, 
then you don't want to go to sleep until three o'clock in the morning. Okay, okay, okay. Wait. Right, okay, and then so so that that actually kind of makes sense, right? So to adjust to like good habits, your body's gonna fight you a little bit on that because it's used to all these bad habits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I understand that part, but this is like even after like I conquered all that. Like I was like like for a week or two, like it was normal. Like I was sleeping fine at like eleven. 11 or excuse me 11 or 10 um, p.m normal like a lot earlier for me so i two weeks it happened and then all of a sudden for like a couple months like i just couldn't sleep well i'd, I'd either have like i just like toss and turn at night like like um you know just just not be able to get good sleep wake up tired every day falling asleep in my morning classes and just feel like blah all day and i didn't know why i was like co- like not covid's over but i'm like i'm, I'm here with my friends again like everything's like calm, like my family stuff is like just calm, and I'm like, what is going on? Like everything's just calm, and I and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, maybe like I I was like I just what if I just stay stay up late tonight? I stayed up late till twelve or like one, one or two. Woke up at seven. That was the best sleep I've gotten in maybe like months <laughs> at that point. I was like, whoa, what? How come like how come me sleeping late like um. It makes me feel like this even though like i got rid of that bad habit already like it was like two months like i was sleeping early and now you sound like a drug addict because <laughs> drug addicts do the same okay, thing okay, right let me explain, like, let me explain like they my get point. clean okay, and they're like everything's going really well there's a point in all this there's a point and then they're there's at a, a party and jack goes hey i have like a little bump here for you and then <sighs> there's before a point you know here. it they're off to the races no, no, no. there's a point here there's a point here okay let me get to the point okay I basically I I slept late. I'm like, why? That's dumb or that's that's weird. Like, why sleeping late? Whatever, right? Why does that make me feel better? And then I did it again. It's like, ah, I'm like, this is good. Like, and then I did a little therapy session and I, I explained this to them and they're like, well, they're like, Jason, you your life has always been super chaotic and now that it's orderly and like normal, you may be seeking some chaos in your life. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like and because uh, i was like a little anxious at this point like like impending doom kind of and it's like you well you're used to like every your normal is everything going out of whack so that everything like that's fine it's it's making it's having some adverse effects on you which me not sleeping good yeah so even that little bit of chaos of like sleeping like late helped me a lot and then i was like okay well i kind of don't want to sleep late because like it's not a good habit to have and i just know it's not healthy for me so I think that's oh, it's had a realization. Maybe that's why like I'm, I keep myself busy because like I never plan anything besides like things I have to like hard schedule like plan for like like activities and stuff. I always plan things day of or last minute to keep myself on my toes. Not because like not, I don't intentionally do this, but it's just like I'll never know how no, I never know how my day is gonna go. And I like mm-hmm. it like that. So it's kind of chaotic in its own sense. Yeah, but. It's like a good chaos. Like I feel good. Like yeah, all my friends. Yeah, that's a good like you know. Uh, I think for small day to day things that might not necessarily be a bad thing, and uh, that's a good way of like uh, they call it. Um, it's like a Jungian thing, uh, uh called integration of the shadow, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, just being integrated is where you take like you understand the dark parts of your personality and then you kind of like leverage them to to get, you know, to have personal gain. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's not a bad thing. Right. Because that and that requires, though, 
that you really understand yourself. A yeah. lot of people think they understand themselves and they say that they can get away with things. And then you look at them like three months later and you're like, oh, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. like you said you could handle this and now you can't. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's and I see it with students all the time. You know, I have students come up to me at the beginning of the semester, like after a month. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't been turning in myself, but I promise I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to change it up. You know, yeah, I'm going to do this and that. And, you know, I'm going to change my life around. And then they're like, and then you just like see them. And, and, and it's like like a part of me wants to grab them and go like, what makes you think you can go from doing absolutely nothing to doing all of your homework and catching up with all? all of the assignments you've missed you know like these past <laughs> few weeks like like and i just want to like shake them and go like no dummy you can't do this you know like what you got to do is you just got to focus on keeping up right maybe master that and then think about like making up other work or doing some you know a little bit extra yeah you know but like you can't you can't just do a complete 180 like that like it's, it doesn't make sense and you you might not even be able to keep up you know, because you're going from zero to like, uh, you know, like a sprint and you think you can just kind of keep up that sprint. No, no, dude. Like, look, I'll be happy if you can do one homework assignment a week. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like or or I don't even give homework. Just do one assignment a week. Right. Like just one, you know, and I'll be happy with that. And you master just doing one. then you know, maybe we can do two. Or maybe, maybe we can do three, right? Or, you know, and what you'll see is that uh, with time, like, it doesn't go linearly. It doesn't go from doing one assignment to two assignments to three assignments to four assignments. It usually goes like, oh, I'm doing one assignment. I'm getting comfortable. I do two assignments. Now I'm getting comfortable. Yeah, I'm going to go to four assignments. And then now I'm going to do eight assignments, right? Yeah. And then and it goes up, like, exponentially. Exponential right? growth. Yeah, and, but you got to start with one. You can't start with all like yeah, that does, you, you're gonna fail yeah. right you're gonna burn out yeah you're gonna burn out you gotta work up to that weight bro right <laughs> like yeah. it's like working out yeah, yeah. well your brain's like, a muscle yeah. yeah like like people like it's it's equi- it's like literally the same thing as like you know somebody who's like like you know 300 pounds they come into the gym and they go like i'm gonna turn it around man by you know starting tomorrow i'm gonna start bench pressing my weight you know, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, it's a, it's a, how about how about you just practice coming to the gym? Yeah. Right. Like, you don't even have to work out. How about you just make coming to the gym a habit? Oh, I know this. This doesn't matter. But so we're talking about gym. I've lost 50 pounds since like since school started. I've lost 50 pounds. Yeah. And I probably gained 50 pounds since <laughs> school started. Like, Dude. Yeah. I, I used to be so fit. <sighs> then what happened? Kids. Yeah. Yeah. I was so fit before COVID. I was so fit. COVID happened, gained it all back and, yeah. and more. Then COVID ended. I'm like, oh, I got, I got to do it back. back. Yeah. You're and then young 50, 50 and pounds later. You ooh, know, all you got to do still, is stop going. looking at that sandwich and you'll start losing weight, you know? Yeah. But it sucks like, now, like uh, off topic, but it sucks now because like you just get so hungry too, because like my metabolism is really high now because like. I was like on a strict thing, like when Batman season was on, like I was like eating meat and like potatoes only, or okay. meat and rice only, <laughs> meat, rice and eggs and like vegetables and salads. Okay, everything for but the rice is good there. Yeah, well, you need the rice for energy for the for the day. Yeah, switch I it out food. with beans, dude. I had beans. Oh wait, sometimes it was beans and so rice isn't good for you. 
No, it's not. It's like horrible for you? Yeah, because it's processed. Because you have to take off like the... Like rice doesn't look like that in nature, right? Yeah. You, it actually has a shell yeah. that contains most of like the fiber and stuff. So so I should get rid of the rice? Yeah, you shouldn't eat rice. But it's like I'm Asian, dude. Yeah, I know. It's like it's really tough. You know, you, you could just like cut it down. Just go oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm only going to have rice for uh, for lunch and dinner. Well, right? I mean, and then and then you know, once you get used to that, I'm only gonna have rice for dinner. Well, I feel like only for breakfast, so it gives you the energy for the day. Yeah, you're not supposed to eat a whole lot of carbs in the morning. Really? I thought it was for the in the morning to like you know energize no, you. because like in the morning you're burning the most weight, right? Uh-huh. Because you 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 haven't eaten since the night before. Yeah. So throughout the night you used up a lot of that energy, like that food energy, mm-hmm. and then once you start to get more active you start to burn a lot of weight really fast, yeah. right? And then, like, uh, and this is one thing I'm going to try. I'm going to get rid of breakfast, like, what? once I leave. Uh, yeah, like, because that the because that's when I'm burning the most weight. And then instead of having breakfast in the morning, I think I'm just going to have breakfast for lunch. And then it's called, like, intermittent fasting. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, so you only eat within, like, a like an eight-hour window or 12-hour yeah, window. Yeah, I know what that is. Right? And, and the reason why that works is, we, you know, humans weren't meant to eat as much as we're eating. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if you look at all of human history, like, like, a city, like, if you lived in a city, like, from the earliest times, that was, like, maybe three to 5,000 years ago. Right. Well, meanwhile, humans have been around for like 300,000 years. Yeah. Right. So like the idea that you can just stay in one spot and food will come to you is is really new to human beings. Most of the time people are like out in the fields or out hunting or, or, you know, like starving most of the time, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, they get like food in small amounts and, you know, it's usually like some kind of protein or something. But like like that that's normal it's actually normal to feel hunger right and you can get used to that idea of hunger like when i went into the the ketogenic diet mm-hmm. and that's how i lost like a lot of weight the first time around because I, I think i went from uh like around 230 pounds to 184 pounds nice in like six months <laughs> it's like an insane it's like it was crazy but like the first few months and this is pre-kids i could do this be- before i had kids <laughs> yeah right uh like i was hungry all the time right because like i was used to like getting my satiation from my carbohydrates yeah but now i'm not having any carbohydrates whatsoever so i'm always hungry so i just start like snacking a ton you know like and i in this you know you snack on cheese you snack on uh like mostly cheese you know and um i would make like these things called like uh fat bombs oh yeah i was on a ketogenic diet but like that was before covid it made your breath smell horrible though. yeah it does make your breath smell horrible right like it gives you some stomach issues like <laughs> i mean i personally well, yeah but you know like once but once you're like a month or two in a lot of that stuff goes away yeah and i mean i, I like i like just doing it the and you, you know way. and like the craziest part was like you're my cravings for sugar went away. Well, that's one thing. And that was like, that was like the most astounding part. Cause I'm like a sugar fiend, man, <laughs> you know? And that, that hasn't stuck with you. No, that it, did not stuck, stick with it's, me. It's honestly stuck with me. You know, like, yeah, like I, I crave it now and I'm like, Oh, this sucks. Like, 
Like I hate like even if I don't act on it, I hate having the craving. Well, maybe I can help you here. How much water do you drink a day? Oh, uh, not enough. Ooh. I probably drink. Well, what is that like? Thirty-two well, ounces. Okay, hold on. I, this is this is important. I think you're gonna have to talk for a second. This is this is a good time to bring this out. Okay. He's reaching into his bag. He's bringing something long and shafty out. Tell my stop. It's my chug jug, my 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 half a gallon water <laughs> bottle that he told me to put away because it makes too much noise. Yeah, that thing's like solid steel. Yeah, it's vacuum. Like it's a it's vacuum sealed when the cap is on. Okay. Like when I try to undo it. And it has a straw. Yes. Like a little baby. Yes. But it makes me drink more water. Straws make you th drink more water psych psychologically. Okay. So if you drink, I don't know how we got on this point. Uh, we're, we're, we'll, we'll segue back. We'll segue back later. But like drinking water helps me a lot because like one, again, when you get the urge to like snack on something, just drink just water. Drink water, yeah. Just drink water. It satiates you. And yeah. then like when you're stressed because, you know, sometimes you're stressed, you're like, you know, you like want to eat something while you're doing something. Water. When I'm doing homework, I just, I just like when I was doing my essay for a placement for UCSD, like I was like, like stressing and like I was just drinking water without even knowing yeah. it. And it's like, yeah. it basically does everything for me. It's like and 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 and. Um, you're supposed to drink this half a gallon right here. You're supposed to drink eight. This is like eight glasses, half a gallon. You're supposed to drink that much a day, anyways. I drink two of these. No, okay. So much, but it's what Yeah, like, like that's that's the part is like. You know, because I'm teaching, so I kind of have to be in the classroom. I get, you know, and as you get older, your like bladder shrinks. So if I drink too much water in the mornings, like, I, like, and I like, I'm like finding myself like having to do the pee pee dance in the middle of class. And I look at the clock, I'm like, oh, sh you know, god damn it, like there's 20 minutes left. And, you know, like, I don't know if I can hold it, you know, and. And so, like, there's times where I'm just, like, rushing out the door before any of my students leave just because I'm like, ah, I got to go to use the restroom. Yeah. You know, I'm going to wet myself. And uh, and so, like, that's why, like, the water, I just, like, kind of try not to drink it until, you know, school's out. And I'm free and I can go, like, all right, I can just, like, drink as much water as I want, go pee as much as I want, not have to worry about trying to find a bathroom or whatever. You don't drink soda, right? Mm, no, I drink like these things called uh, uh, Zevias. Well, that's fine. Yeah, that's, like, it's different. it's carbonated water with uh, stevia and a little bit of flavoring, so that's it doesn't fine. have any like, like. So the stevia is like the sugar substitute. Doesn't make yeah. you, uh, you know, fat or anything because it's not sugar. And there's like some flavoring, but it's like zero calories. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the the most dangerous thing is just soda. Yeah, soda is the dangerous. Like, I don't really drink. I drink soda on occasion, like. Because like I don't crave it like every day, but like if if it's there, like if it's an occasion, like I'll drink I'll drink a soda. But like I'm not obsessed with it anymore. Like, right. Yeah. My mom, my mom can't not get soda. Yeah. At all. It's like kind of like crazy. I'm like just get water. It's like so I bring my chug jug everywhere. It's like yeah. Oh, you want to drink? Nah, I got chug jug yeah. right here. Yeah. But you know a lot of that is uh like like culture that you surround yourself around. Yeah. Because my mom grew up with it. You know. Just, yeah. Uh, like my you know I grew up drinking milk with everything. Ew. <laughs> Wait, are you one of those people that drinks milk with ice? I used to. You're like, weird, uh, bro. I used to drink, like, not with ice. I would like it cold, but I wouldn't like ice in it because mm, I would water it down. You're a grown man who likes a yeah. big no, cup no, no. of ice yeah, cold milk. Yeah. And <laughs> I hate milk. Even with sweets, I hate milk. I just rather drink water. Uh, I, I, you know, like it, it explains a lot about me, though, because, like, my my biological dad is five foot seven. Yeah. You know, my... <laughs> My uh, mom is like five two, 
And so, you know, I'm like 5'11", so I'm like four inches taller than my dad. Yeah. Right? And my... Oh, you're trying to drink some strong And so I was just trying to, like, drink, drink, drink. And I don't know. I just really had, like, an affinity towards milk. I really liked milk. Yeah. Right? And so uh, I drank it with every meal until I was, like, 22. You know, milk is, like, bad for you. Or 23. Yeah. And then once I hit 22 or 23, I became lactose intolerant. (laughs) So, so like, all of a sudden, you know, I was talking to my girlfriend, and I was like, oh, man, my stomach just kind of hurts all the time. And she's like, maybe you're lactose intolerant. It's like, what a tragedy what that would be. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that would be horrible. So then I stopped drinking milk, and, like, all my stomach problems went away. And I was like, God damn it, I am lactose intolerant. Like, I can't. Ah. So, you know, I started drinking a lot of bad things and, you know, drinking sodas and juices and all this other stuff in its place. And then when I moved in with my girlfriend uh, and she was like super healthy, right? She ate like a lot of vegetables. She like sometimes she just wouldn't eat meat, which I like was which was weird, weird to me. Right. And uh, and she just drank water with everything. Yes. water. So when I was there, I was just like all right, she doesn't get any of the bad stuff, so I'm just going to start drinking water too. Yeah. And then that's when I became a water drinker, right? Yeah. And because, like, I was I was constantly with somebody that would only get water. And that's yeah. what I mean by, like, the culture that you kind of, like, immediately surround yourself with. Whereas, like, if I were at home, if I were, like, uh, with my family, we'd probably be drinking, Some like, Coca-Cola. a ton of Sunny D. A lot of Sunny know? D, yeah. <laughs> like, like, a ton of, like, like juice and, I think, I think, like, sugary drinks. I think, like, w- a, a amazing, like, fascination that people just, like, skimp out on is cranberry juice. Unsweetened cranberry juice. Yeah. No sugars, cranberry juice. I've been drinking that in replacement to, like, because I do get sugar cravings, but I'm like, ah, I can't do that. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm on a good trajectory down. So I'd get this unsweetened cranberry, raspberry mm. cranberry juice, no sugar added. And it's like, it's fun. Like they filter out the sugar from the thing, still a hint of sweet and it's actually good. Mm, and it's like healthy for you. It's really good. And there's vitamins in it, like natural. And it's so good. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, my, my, when t- my friend Brian comes over, he's like, ah, oh, you don't have some. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't drink so. He's like, bro, you just have water here. Oh, why do you have water here? I'm like, yeah, I know, juice. Brian, that makes sense. And he's like, bro, no one likes cranberry juice. Are you like 70? I'm like, nah, I'm just trying to be healthy, bro. And here's, okay, here's another thing. It's like, that man may be like, like skinnier than me, but I know that man's insides are worse than me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's just like, it's, it's well, I mean, not, like, he's got like a ton of health problems too, so. You know, it's like, like those I, two things are not like independent of each other. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you trust me. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like a lot of like, let's say slimmer people like have like the worst diet. It's like and like obviously the like bigger people always get like, Chris, oh, you're going to die. You're like, well, I know some like slimmer people that like eat like crap. And I know they're it's going to catch up to them. Like it's a little. Yeah. Catch up there's uh, there's different kinds of fat. There's like this thing called skinny fat like which a lot of people don't really realize as a thing is like normal like what we used to what we consider fat is people that deposit their fat on the outsides of their body yeah. so on the outsides of their organs right uh-huh. so oh, we th- we see that but there's there's certain people that are called skinny fat where if you look at them they might look either normal or even like a little bit thin but what they do is they deposit all their fat in between their organs. That's not good. Yeah, so they're still fat, you know, they're still like unhealthy, but because they they look like, you know, like 
quote unquote regular or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like nobody like harasses them about it. And then people like get all mad because they're like, man, this guy's always drinking like soda and eating brownies and doing like and like he's not like gaining any weight. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. It's catching up to them. That's going to that's going to come back and bite him in the butt. And so that's why you'll see like skinny people later on in their like 30s and they have diabetes. And it's like, well, yeah, man, you only drank soda for like the past, you know, 30 years. Of course, that's that's going to catch up to you. Yeah. Even though you don't look fat, like you're still destroying your body. Exactly. And I think that I think that I think like like my diet right now is pretty good. Like I think because it's the end of the year, like we're going out like like eating more but like um i'm keeping up my like you know my gains up mm-hmm. like i still have my i still have my endurance i still have my speed i still yeah. lift the same thing it's like it's the hard good. part is going to be like maintaining habits when you don't have like a set schedule oh trust me that, that that's what i thrive on not having a set schedule like i think school and like me not having a set schedule well, let me talk well first finally start thinking back that's a little sense of chaos yeah in my life i need like I need to function. And I think, I think not having the schedule is, is thing because it's like, okay, I have goals. I want to, I want to meet for my day, but for me, I doesn't matter when I do them just as long as it's done. Mm. And it makes me happy. Like, and I'm, I'm fine with it. Like I get everything done in order. Th- I, I, okay. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I get it done at a reasonable time. Like before, like I still want to sleep at a certain time too. And like not so yeah. some- I'm worried like or I don't know if I'm worried, but I'm wondering like what's gonna happen to you once you go and get like a like an actual job. Uh-huh. Right? Because <laughs> it's like because now you're gonna have to report to some place. Well, yeah, well I, right? I feel like, like that to school though. And you're gonna feel that like no, because school, like now that you're in college, your schedule is gonna be all over the place. Like from semester to semester, it's gonna change. That's fine. Right? Like yeah, that. which is great until like you go out and you try to get like a normal job right because that's what i did is i i worked in you know i i had like a chaotic schedule in college because it would change from semester to semester and yeah and you know i always had like at least two or three jobs that i was working and so like i was i was all over the place but then i graduate and now it's time to work and then now i have to like get up every morning go report to the lab Stay, but that's like, spend but the I whole feel like day I've there. Done this for Thirteen years already. Yeah, so I feel like I'll be fine. Yeah, I I didn't last, dude. Like I, I could last. I didn't like. I was just like, this is driving me insane. I'm doing the same thing every single day. Like, well, and yeah, but it's, it's I'm seeing like the exact same four walls every single day. I had to get out, you know. And then so I I left, and then I worked at this other job, and my friend worked there, and he was like, oh yeah, you get to travel so much, and. And, uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Travel turned out to be like once a month and it would be to like these horribly like decimated, super fun sites where, you know, the groundwater was so contaminated that you'll pull it out one place. It'll come out bright green. And then you take like 30 steps in one direction, pull out water out of there and it's bright yellow. Nice. And you're just like, like, oh, great. This is awesome traveling that I'm doing here. <laughs> you know, uh, like I love, you know, and that's, you know, that's not really the kind of traveling that I'm into. Yeah. You know, so the, yeah. And then after that, like, and beyond that, most of the time wasn't even going out in the field. Most of the time was being in a cubicle writing reports. Yeah. And that killed my soul. Yeah. That's faster. why, that's why I'm not trying to do. Yeah. That, it just was 
crazy see because i can't that's why i can't have like a normal job i need that sense of chaos right like or like interaction yeah i need it but you need to like understand your limits with the chaos too well i I obviously don't and i feel like i'm better understanding myself because last week these past couple weeks have been a lot for me like been out every week banquets just like end of the year stuff Mm -hmm. it's like but always i always take a day out of the week just to like relax and just take it myself but i found that i only really need like if a whole, if I go out a whole weekend, I'm like I'm tired of everyone. I only need just about one one afternoon or one night to myself, and then I'm I'm recharged. I'm fully recharged to go out all a bunch of times again. Like I don't know why. I it's just I need a small recharge time. Yeah, I have a small recharge time, so which is good. But the problem is that I always bu- book myself that I still have to find that time for that small recharge. Yeah, yeah. But it's also a pro because I, it's a small recharge. I don't need a lot to recharge to, you know, get, yeah. get out there. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's good. Split your time between your others and yourself. I think exactly. there's a lot of people that sacrifice too much of themselves to the, to the others. Yeah, and that, that was me, but I'm learning. Yeah, you know, it's that whole setting yourself on fire to keep your friends warm thing. Yes, but I'm growing from that. All right, let's hope so. And I think with that, well, okay, hold on. What did we learn uh, today? Huh? What did we learn today? Okay, so we learned that uh, a you have to understand yourself. Yes. Right. So that's a really big thing, and not just like your good parts, but understand your bad parts and how you can leverage those or or make those work for yourself. Yes. Right. Huh? So if you know you need a little bit of chaos in your life, like how are you gonna? put a little bit in but you also got to set limits right so that you go like all right here's the line that i'm not going to draw you know yes go across right and uh i think yeah i think that's like the most important lesson what else did we learn now then you go and then i'll go i already went man okay well so we learned today that you should always talk to people about if you have problems with people you should talk to them oh yeah that's right yeah you gotta talk to i don't know how we we got there to like, yeah i know <laughs> so we we you confront your problems head on just talk to, just talk to them like if you have a problem with someone just talk to them it's not so scary yeah like, save, you know like spending a nickel today is gonna save you a dollar tomorrow. exactly and i've done that for like i've done that all year and like yeah sometimes things are get uncomfortable but at the end of the day well, you also have to be mature. Are you mature enough to handle these uncomfortable situations? Right. I sure am. It's like if, you, if I p- put in a room like, or if my friends are hanging out with like, someone like, no, I have problems with them past, I'm not going to care because, you know, these are my friends. And I'm there for them. I'm not there for the person like I'm uncomfortable with because those are my friends too. I know I won't make it uncomfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. And then what else did we learn? We learned what you said already. And then we learned that I should stop eating rice in the morning because I guess you need you don't need carbohydrates in the morning. I guess. Well, you'll learn you'll lose more fat that way. Oh, I see. Well, I'm, I have a good trajectory right now, but mm-hmm. I probably probably replace it with beans because beans. I love beans, but just take three hours to make magical it's like, fruit. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, what <laughs> else did we learn? And I feel like we said one more thing. Uh, let me see. Drink water. Drink water. Remember to hydrate. Exactly. Eight cups of water a day, 32 ounces <laughs> or half a gallon. There All, you go. Or you be like me, drink a whole gallon of water. Name your name your water bottle, chug jug like me. And then, yeah. Hey, see, here's the thing. People make fun of me for carrying this thing around, but then they're, all the people making fun of me, the first people are like, oh, do you have some water that I can have? Do you have any, like, have a sip of your chug jug? <laughs> like, my friend's like, do you have chug, do you have anything chug jug? I'm like, sorry, only ice. And they go, like, why do you drink so much? Like, save some for me. I'm like, ah. Like, literally, <laughs> li- yeah. You know what I always say to that? It's like, uh, hello. All yes. right. But all right. with that, 
Let's call it a day. All right. Goodbye. Bye.